and welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast. As always, this is Thor here with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So let's go ahead and break things off with our new game updates and uh, news. Sasquatch? Um, We got quite a bit since it's been two weeks. So uh, first little bit here as up is the open world zombie MMO the day before confirms it's getting a PS uh, PC release date and that the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions are on the way as well. Um, there was generation console cycle but this has just confirmed that it will be available on all consoles um it will release on june 21st 2022 for the pc um this is before the ps5 and xbox series x s version as well um it's no longer a pc exclusive but it is still coming out on the pc first Rainbow Six Extraction finally got its release date, and that will be January 20th, 2022. Um, It was pushed back from later this year into next year, and we finally got our release date for the Ubisoft cooperative shooter based on the Rainbow Six Siege series. Guardians of the Galaxy... uh, has 150 gigabytes of uh, disk space needed, and they actually dropped it down to 80 gigabytes somehow. So, yeah, previously it was leaked that it was going to take 150 gigabytes of Wait, install. Guardians of the Galaxy was initially was initially shown from system specs to be 150 gigabytes of install space, but that has been dropped down officially by Ubisoft Montreal to 80 gigabytes. Uh, I I don't know. I got the Cosmic Deluxe Edition, and mine says fifty. Like I'm looking at it right now. It says fifty minimum fifty gigabytes. Oh, I don't know. Mine's a PS4 yeah. version though, so it might be a little different than the PS5 oh. or the PC version too. Yeah, because you're gonna have you're gonna have lower end textures and resolution and everything. Oh yeah, that's true. I do have a free upgrade to PS5 as soon as I get one at least. So. From Software has announced that Elden Ring is being delayed to February of 2022. So, yeah, uh, February 25th to be exact. However, they did announce a closed network test um, that will launch on November 12th and go through the 15th, which you can't sign up for. However, that is only for consoles and you will be playing on European based so good luck if you're stateside. You just got a deal. There is a hefty rumor about a Blood Bloodborne PS5 remaster on the way, as well as a sequel being development in development and the PC port being completed, actually. Hmm. Um, this has been a rumor for a while, and it's not too surprising from software is having a ton of their games being remastered and worked on by other Sony studios. Um, this is coming from reports from a report from Colin Moriarty, who stated that the blue, that blue point games is bringing bloodborne remaster to PS five and that they're also making bloodborne Two, which would make sense seeing as they're a Sony studio now. So 
apparently the PC port mm. is already done. So I guess wait for news on that. That'd be sweet. Uh, we also have news that uh, the, the uh, censorship of Resident Evil 4 VR has been confirmed by Facebook to be updated for a modern audience. Um, it's kind of in lieu of all the random World of Warcraft uh, changes they've been making rather than actually adding to the game. Um, so they're taking out some flirty dialogue here and there, removing different character interactions, stuff like that in Facebook. Um, it was just kind of a rumor at one point. Uh, the developer denied it, and Facebook said, nah, fam, we actually did this. We also have a new Star Wars tabletop role-playing game on the way. Um, Asmodee's Edge gets uh gets a nod from disney and they're going to be developing the edge of the empire role-playing game that you'll be able to play on your tabletop neat nice also in some destiny 2 news bungie is saying that the dungeons next year will not be included in the season passes like they have been prior uh they're going to be monetized in another fashion um, who knows how they'll do it, but that's kind of depressing. Yeah, like the the dungeon should just be, you know, something with the base game. Uh, yeah, if you purchase the expansion to get that new content, you should have that new content, but who knows? Hmm. So. Tiny Tina's Wonderland also revealed their first two character classes you'll be able to multi-class with the Stabomancer and the Berserker <laughs> class. Uh, well, one's a rogue and one's a Berserker. So you summon knives and stab things and you swing around a giant axe amidst shooting everything. Um, it's a fantastic trailer. It they looked great. Plus, uh, with the fact that you could just create a character that multi-class as many times as you want, probably even better. Publisher Dear Villagers and developer Retroforge Games have announced Soldiers coming in spring of 2022. It is a 2D side-scrolling, hand-drawn and animated pixel uh, roguelike. So if you're looking mm. for a good another good Metroidvania, uh, that is a Souls-like, literally called Soldiers with S-O-U-L there in front of it, mm -hmm. you're in luck. We also have our first trailer looking at the Starfield environment. That's not just kind of random shots of a spaceship taking off. <laughs> the settled systems trailer is talking about what led up to the game itself. You're kind of they're not really settled. Um, you're on the outskirts of known civilization after a space civil war, which kind of just make, makes sense. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds sequel, PUBG New State, is launching November 11th. Um, currently, it is going to be on Android and iOS, as well as a PC launch at a later date. Um, so if you're looking for PUBG on your PC, you'll probably have to wait a little bit longer, though apparently the trailer is using in-game footage, and I don't know how mobile devices are running that. 
NetEase Games has acquired Goichi Suda's Grasshopper Manufacturer. They're known for games such as No More Heroes, uh, Lollipop Chainsaw, and Killer7. Um, NetEase is the one of the larger Chinese conglomerate development and publishing studios, so we'll see how this goes in the future, especially with their uh, kind of crackdown on anything gaming or digital or entertainment-wise. It's kind of it's kind of sad, I think, that uh, the war on Suda fun one and Grasshopper manufacturer who have developed such like weird, interesting games, which would not fly underneath Chinese censorship in any sense whatsoever. One of uh, Blizzard's attempts to uh, salvage their sexual lawsuits by na- renaming the character of Mc- Jesse McCree from Overwatch after one of the disgraced developers within their studios who no longer were there. They have finally settled on the most generic Western name possible of Cole Cassidy. Sounds like they, they pretty much just threw in, created a random Western name generator, and Cole Cassidy is literally huh. like the most generic Western name I can think of. I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't play it anymore, but it's just generic. Also, Square Enix is removing Denuvo DRM from a ton of their games. Yay! So, uh, if you like frame rates, rejoice. I do. (laughs) Uh, There have been a ton of tests between pirated copies of games, most notably um, Resident Evil 8 and the latest Tomb Raider game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I believe it was, where frame rates anywhere from quartered to doubled (laughs) by just the removal of Denuvo. Yes. Denuvo is fucking awful. Awful. Also, and a little bit of the first little bit of Halo Infinite news I have here. Um, if you are playing from your PC, you will be able to host cross-platform LAN parties. So you will have people be able to show up at your place. You can host from your PC and other people on various Xbox consoles and other PCs will be able to join your LAN party. Um, while it won't be probably the same as two Xboxes connected by an Ethernet cable and playing, you know, four-way split-screen team games, uh, it's kind of nice having your own TV. There will also be a ranked playlist putting keyboard and controller players against each other, which is like every other single game. Um, This is for both cross-platform play as well as people playing on the same platform with different peripherals they're using. So people playing on their Xboxes using a keyboard and mouse won't necessarily be playing against people on their Xboxes using a controller. You'll have to join these ranked playlists themselves. There was also a new Halo Infinite uh, campaign trailer as well. They updated poor old Craig. <laughs> Finally also... looks like a normal what you would expect to see now. Not I don't know what that was. Um, it looked like Probably the embodiment. Gone. It looked like the embodiment of depression. <laughs> but look- uh, yeah, bo- it, it's kind of an open world game. They showed off bosses that have like health bars like you'd see in an open world RPG as well. Um, there's a new Cortana-like AI who's obviously not Cortana. Uh, they showed a bit more of the updated visuals as well for the game. So there is a tr- new trailer you can go check out, as well as a few new um, abilities in the game that have been revealed. CD Project 
Red Studio has uh, acquired a new studio, The Flame and the Flood. Um, Molasses Flood will be merged with their other studios to be working on a new RPG for them as well, which is probably the rumored MMO they are working on right now. So CDPR has grown a little bit. Um, see uh, if that'll help them salvage Cyberpunk, which uh, has had DLC pushed back. Rip. Apparently, the Wu Tang Clan is working with Xbox at our new video game. Hell yeah. Uh, this is a rumor coming separate from the big NVIDIA leak, which was Project Shaolin, which is also tied to the Wu Tang Clan's video game about their, uh, their, the lore of Wu Kang, of Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, go ahead and look towards this if you're interested. I hope I can play as ODB. Well, who knows who you'll be able to play as? Who knows what's going on with it? It could right. be a little bit crazy. And the the God of War PC port that is coming out early next year is not being developed by a Sony studio. It is a third party studio working with Sony. Um, this is kind of what led Bluepoint to being uh, bought by Sony and them joining. So this might be another way for Sony to try out uh, outside third-party studio before buying them and bringing them into the PlayStation Studios family. Um, we'll see how this port goes. Hopefully, it'll go well. However, um, they have made a ton of prior PC ports. So... Yeah, Santa Monica Studios is overseeing it. However, uh, Jetpack Interactive are developing and porting the game itself. That's January, right? Yes. Shadow Warrior 3 has been delayed to 2022, and they announced it with a delay announcement trailer. Um, so it's following Lo Wang as the previous games had, which was also a reboot of the fr old, old franchise. Um, the trailer was entertaining, as most of their uh, games and trailers have been. But if you're looking forward to Shadow Warrior 3, it is now delayed to 2022 officially. Rip. Apparently, Netflix is working with Saber Interactive as well as a few uh, known modders to make a quiet place game that should be coming next year. Um, it was a very popular horror movie and they are working on creating a video game for it. I really love that uh, they're working with well-known modders to do this. Yes. Um, Elogica and Epitome. So I don't know who they are, but yeah. Uh, Monster Crown, a monster collecting game, much like Pokemon, has been delayed for the Xbox mm -hmm. One and PS4. Um, it is, however, out in PC currently. Um, it was supposed to launch November 2nd for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, however, it has been delayed until a further date. And I highly recommend this game because it's kind of neat. It's very adult in how it goes about monster collecting because you make like blood packs with demons and then murder people. Yeah, I wanted to check it out. I was waiting for it to come out on PS4, though. But Well, you got some bad news, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I might just pick it up on Steam if it goes on sale or something. 
Um, There's a bunch of shit going on sale on Steam right now. Hmm, What's the horror sale? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Xbox is apparently working on a Dragon's Crown guy, uh, cr- Dragon's Crown like game with Studio Ghibli visuals based on Princess Mononoke. Um, this was one of the games codenamed Project Belfry, which guess what was accidentally leaked with the big <laughs> NVIDIA leak not too long ago. Also, uh, Square Enix has announced that Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster is launching in November for PC and smartphones, and pre-orders are now available. Um, it will be $17.99, like every other game, like every other Pixel Remaster that has launched, and this is including a 20% discount uh, for pre-ordering it. Death vs. Let It Die has been announced. Um, it will be a free-to-play game for PS4 and PS5 in the spring of 2022. This is a sequel to the previous PS4 pre- free-to-play game, Let It Die. So um, Death vs. Let It Die seems to be more of a take on like a Battle Royale as opposed to the prior Let It Die game, which was like a light Souls-like that was also free-to-play. Um, it is the same universe. You're competing in a brutal game show for some fat people some rich people some gaudy people so a trailer was released for it as well so if you want to take a look at that and see if it's something you'll enjoy it's there also to note this is not being developed by grasshopper manufacturer who did previously develop let it die for sony this is being developed by super tick games We also have a new Star Ocean game on the way. Star Ocean the Divine Force is coming in 2022. Um, it's been a while since there's been a Star Ocean release, but uh, if you've been waiting on the JRPG to have a new game, uh, well, you got one coming next year. So. Woo. Also, we have an interesting leak, a, w, a leak for a WB Games game, Multiverses. Um, it is apparently a Warner Brothers mashup Super Smash Bros. like game. Multiverses. I love it. Multiverses. And these are all characters, just like random ass characters that WB has ever had a thing in. Um, there was a leak by a su- former Super Smash Brothers pro with a screenshot that was pretty, pretty quickly DMCA'd by Warner Brothers. Um, Characters included have been Steven Universe, character from Adventure Time, Batman and Harley Quinn, Superman and Wonder Woman, Gandalf, Rick and Morty, Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny, as well as a few others, such as Scorpion and Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> All this spurred on by the very popular Shaggy Ultra Instinct meme. I like that they've embraced it. Yeah. Let's roll with the punches. Yeah, uh, it was pretty neat, especially when uh, at the intro to the animated Mortal Kombat film, you just see Shaggy reach through and grab Scorpion or what was on Mortal Kombat? I think it was uh, it was the it was a Justice League animated, I think. It was the same thing where they leaked the where they revealed the first trailer for the Injustice movie, uh, Injustice animated movie. 
The remastered GTA San Andreas game is coming to Xbox Game Pass when it launches. So you'll have the re- slightly remastered GTA San Andreas to play through. Nice. Speaking of GTA, Snoop Dogg says Dr. Dre is making music for a new GTA game. So that'll be nice considering all they've done is pump out stuff for GTA Online <laughs> instead of the actual promised GTA 5 content. Bright Memory Infinite launches for PC next month. So, you know, in a couple days, uh, the month that's in a couple days. Um, Publisher Playism and developer FYQD Studio have announced that Bright Memory Infinite launches in for PC with the Xbox version coming a bit later. Um, Bright, Bright Memory Infinite is kind of a weird game. They have a playable demo you can purchase on Steam that gives you access to it. It's much like an older combo-based first-person just arena shooter. It was really fun and really interesting. Uh Originally, it was going to be planned to be released episodic, but Playism has picked it up from the developer and will be pushing for a full release rather than an episodic release of various levels. So, you're looking for an interesting sci-fi first-person shooter that mixes shooting and swordplay. There you go. Nice. I also misordered my articles mm-hmm. here, but Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is being developed for the Oculus Quest 2. Um, so if you're hoping to get that remastered Grand Theft Auto, you should be able to play it in VR, specific for Oculus Quest 2, at some point in the near future after its launch. Nice. <clears throat> Well, that is all of the new game news that I have this week. Uh, the only things that I had, I had a couple small things. A lot of it was some wrap-up from the state of play. It was a short state of play. Um, there were some kind of neat things on it. My The biggest thing that I took for it was Star Ocean. I'm super stoked for a new Star Ocean. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, King, a new King of Fighters uh, open beta test was announced as well for uh, King of Fighters 15. I'm looking forward to that. So that's also something I'm pretty hype on. I King of Fighters is a, is a fighter that I really enjoy too. So it's, um, and then everything else I think uh, you covered except oh, um, <laughs> uh, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone at this point. So Digimon Survive delayed again. Um, so. A uh, note from the producer says, uh, two Digimon fans patiently awaiting Digimon Survive. First of all, we'd like to thank you for your continued patience and support for Digimon Survive. Our original goal was to launch Digimon Survive in 2021. However, due to uh, the need to allocate more time to development, it's necessary to move the game's release date to 2022. While this decision has been made, it hasn't been an easy one. Uh, we want to make sure that this time or that this extra time, bleh, we want to make sure to use this extra time to enhance the quality of the game. The entire development team is working as hard as we can on the game, and we kindly ask for your patience. We look forward to sharing more news and updates about Digimon Survive with you all soon. Thank you again for your continued support. This will mark the fourth time the game has been delayed. Hey, 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 I play a game that has been delayed more than four times and it finally came out eight years later. <laughs> I, I'm happy There's with them just hope, taking buddy. their time, especially because like 
a Digimon game is so easy to screw up. Like I'd rather them just, you know, polish it off. I mean, any game's easy to screw up. Yeah, fair enough. Shit. They were allowing HTML coding in New World, so people were sharing pictures of sausages in game chat. It was a mess. Oh my god. Yeah. They uh they accidentally unlocked some development tools and people were able to send pictures of sausage. Like Holy actual shit. sausage. They fixed it much quicker before people could send pic- pictures of their own personal sausage, thankfully. So it was uh it was rather funny when someone discovered it and there was just a sausage floating through chat. Wow. So let's talk about then some controversies and legal debacles for this week's episode. Well, Blue Box Game Studios, um, the studio behind whatever the hell Abandon is, has apparently been receiving death threats over people's perceived Hideo Kojima themed conspiracy with whatever they're working on. Um. People don't don't be fucking assholes. Just just don't do it. They're working on something. Just uh, don't send them death threats because you think it's a Hideo Kojima conspiracy and they're not answering oh your questions or revealing whatever you think it possibly can fast enough. Um, they released a public statement via Twitter. Uh, from this, uh, they said this is a message from us human beings. The following message is not addressed as a company, but as a group of human beings. The last few days have been difficult. Death threats are inc- are increasing online, but unfortunately also physically. And this has to stop. We have been dealing with death threats the past few months and the last few days. have We've been dealing with it again, especially physically. This not only affects us as a team, but everyone within our environments, other businesses, families and everyone surrounding us we want to work we want to work in a safe environment and with job openings upcoming in the future we want to offer a safe work environment for future colleagues as well we won't tolerate this and we will take action by providing authorities ip addresses logs and camera footages um so people have been physically showing up to their place of work oh my god that's the that's a next step that is indeed it's, a next yeah that's definitely step uh progress that's to terrifying. yeah that's that's yeah damn chill the fuck out yeah they people really need to chill the fuck out <laughs> like chill way the fuck out like just let kojima do his thing he'll he'll pop up somewhere and release a game and it'll be amazing don't just just be patient also um within the major literal probably everything twitch ever owned leak that happened last month (laughs) they formerly had a absolutely do not ban list where large enough streamers who had a large enough income for twitch would not be banned for any sort of uh discrepancy or infraction to the twitch's tos um there was a rather large list so streamers such as xqc Lowell Tyler one, um, Ricegum, Geek and Sundry. So, yeah, um, these would come up. People would report them for various things, and the do not ban list. No matter how many times they were reported, no matter what it was, they were not banned. This could just be from anything menial and just kind of bogus to anything kind of severe. In case you've ever seen any of Lowell Tyler's streams he's kind of a toxic asshole and this was a while ago before he was 
previously banned from their um, platform. Pinhead in Dead by Daylight is now an NFT. There is a character in the game that is an NFT and nobody is happy. Yes. Yes. Um, Fans of Dead by Daylight will be able to purchase an NFT of Pinhead character model from Dead by Daylight. The sale of the NFT comes from the company Boss Protocol um, who says that they have the official license to create NFTs based on Hellraiser using in-game models that were created for Dead by Daylight. There will apparently be only 10,000 NFTs um, also various range of models that they'll be able to use in the game so who knows how this will fucking work I'm still not like super sure what the fuck NFTs are so I don't they're nothing I know what it means I, I've looked it up I know it's like what non-fudgeable token and it's but I just like I just don't understand I've, I just don't I don't know. I haven't put a lot of effort into it, but I'm like, this makes no sense, and I'm not going to make any effort to understand it. (laughs) No, it's something. But uh, yeah, there the the character that you can play in Dead by Daylight is limited to ten thousand purchases as an NFT, and then once those are gone, the DLC is just gone. I guess. So it's just fictitious um, supply shortage on digital content. Yes, uh, absolutely. Getting to our legal debacles, Activision Blizzard wants California lawsuit paused due to alleged ethics violation. Um, this is coming between an issue with the uh, the uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission the U.S. federal agency, which just uh, recently settled a lawsuit with Blizzard between them and California's Department of Fair Employment um, are kind of bickering back and forth because of the two leading lawyers for California's department. We're also the two leading lawyers for the U.S. federal agency. Blizzard wants this uh, wants this pause due to the ethics violation of it, um, which was not paused, even though the judge said that it was an ethics violation so it's not going great for blizzard even though they have actual grounds so who knows it's just a giant shit show at activision blizzard right now um enjoy enjoy anybody still playing their games they are also introducing a new zero tolerance harassment policy which policy which ceo bobby kodak announced as well um and he is quoted as saying in the past when we discovered and substantiated harassment we terminated some employees and provided verbal or written warnings or different disciplinary actions to others in retrospect to achieve our goals for workplace excellence this approach is no longer adequate we need tougher rules and consistent monitoring across the entire company to make sure reports are being handled correctly and discipline is appropriate and swift in many other instances of workplace misconduct, we will no longer rely on written warnings. Termination will be the outcome, including in most cases of harassment based on any legally protected category. So uh, I don't know who's le- they're left to fire, but uh, their workplace conduct rules have just gotten a lot more strict, which is generally how they are at most places of work. Yeah. 
Speaking of Bobby Kodak, he apparently asked the board to reduce his pay to the lowest amount the state of California will allow for people earning a salary. Um, this is, of course, uh, this was kind of in response to reduced uh, earnings from the ongoing lawsuits, just lack of quality in their current games. Um, but he did say, I have asked our board of directors to reduce my total compensation until the board has determined that we have achieved in transformation and tr- retrieved the transformational gender related goals and other commitments described. Uh, specifically, I've asked the board to reduce my pay to the lowest amount California law will allow for people earning a salary, which this year is $62,500. To be clear, this is a reduction in my overall compensation, not just my salary. I am not. I am asking not to receive any bonuses or be granted any equity during this time. So at face value, most people would probably think, well, he's still going to get his dumb bonuses. Well, he's making less money than me now, considerably less since he's in California. One of the few good looks Bobby Kodak has probably ever had working for Blizzard. And the last little bit of Blizzard news is BlizzCon is now on permanent pause as Blizzard aims for a more, quote, welcoming and inclusive event. (laughs) Um, They also said that this is on hold so they can spend their time better supporting our teams right now. So if you're looking forward to BlizzCon uh, next year or the year after the entire event is permanently on hold and who knows how long that will be on hold for. Also, we have uh, a Georgia man charged with wire fraud for using COVID-19 relief loans on Pokemon cards, specifically a Pokemon card worth over $57,000. Just one card. Wait, Georgia man, not Florida man? Yeah. Florida man fucking alligators. This guy steals money to buy a Pokemon card. (laughs) But yes. um, Vineth Oudsmodin. Vineth Oudsmodin. I can't even pronounce his name. (laughs) Oudsmodin. Um, He applied for an economic injury disaster loan, the EIDL, which is for various businesses um, in July of 2020 to help pay debts and more for businesses struggling to pay their employees and everything with the shutdowns that were happening. Um, However, uh, prosecutors said that he has falsely applied, lying about how many employees he had and his yearly revenues. Um, He reported 10 employees and about $235,000 of revenue yearly. Um, so yeah, the small business association provided him a loan of $85,000, which he then used to buy a Pokemon card. Uh, if found uh, guilty, which he most probably definitely will be, he could receive 20 years in federal prison and up to $250,000 in fines. So, yeah, don't uh, don't commit fraud. Only the government can commit fraud. You can't. Hmm. We also have a few NFT developers who are petitioning Valve to unban blockchain games from Steam. Um, blockchain games blockchain games i've never heard of blockchain games 
I could probably I've put never, it together. I didn't but... know there were so many NFT develop game developers, apparently. But a group of 29 NFT developers and a couple technology advocacy groups, including the Fight for the Future digital rights nonprofit, are asking Valve to reverse its ban on blockchain games on Steam. Um, they asked them in an open letter, and they're hoping that in the spirit of Steam's pioneering vision, we ask you to take a chance of this rapidly growing technology. Uh, they were banned earlier this month when Valve added a new terms of service for developers, which blocked, which uh, prohibited companies and developers and any sort of application or software that, quote, issue or allow exchange of cryptocurrencies or NFTs. Um, they haven't really provided much of a description for it, except for Valve doesn't want items that can have real world value. So anything that can be publicly traded outside. Um, you often hear a lot of stories about like expensive counter-strike knives and gun skins or whatever, but it's against terms of service to sell those outside. So those values are falsified as well, technically. So yeah, I don't even know what's going on, but Epic Games was quick to jump on board. Tim Sweeney said Epic Games Store will welcome games that make use of blockchain tech, provided they follow the relevant laws, disclose their terms, and are age-rated by an appropriate group. Though Epic's not using crypto in our games, we welcome innovation in the areas of technology and finance. I've noticed Tim Sweeney just says Epic will do everything that other thing other companies just say they won't. I mean, that's one way to go. That's, uh, yeah, that is, that is any sort of, uh, any sort of article or news I have in that category for us this last two weeks. The only one that I had was kind of a quick quip. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, I don't know, not funny. But no, okay, no, you know what? It's funny. It's, uh, so Squid Game costumes have been banned at New York City schools due to students replicating games at recess. So now I've never seen Squid Game, but I I could I could put together what's going on here. So a lot of the. The best way to put it without spoiling it, I do recommend you watch it. It's fantastic. Is it's a bunch of life or death games for people for the winner where well, the winner of the squid games will earn a shit ton of money, like a life changing son of money that's put together by a whole bunch of rich assholes who want to watch people like fight each other to the death pretty much. But they're all literally based on like schoolyard games. So you have like red light, green light, uh, tug of oh, war, okay. stuff like that. Uh, I, I knew the first part. I didn't. Hopscotch. I didn't know they were based on on school games. That makes it they're, way they're worse. Based on, they're based on like small children's school games. Yeah. So they're just putting these costumes on and making it violent. I don't even know if they're necessarily making it violent. They just might be putting on the green jumpsuits and playing tug of war. Oh yeah, I guess I don't know. It's New York. They'll. I don't know what they're gonna. I don't know. Who knows. I all I know is that that's the context I had is they banned the costumes because the games were being replicated at recess. Like where are they where are children getting these costumes? It's literally green jumpsuits. That's all it is. <laughs> well, I think it's the um, the the pink suits with the masks that they're talking about. Were banned. Why are where who what parents are buying their school children these masks? Apparently, lots of them. 
I guess maybe they could just be making them. And also, what parents are letting their small children watch this show? Apparently, it is okay. Decidedly now, violent. Now that I can speak to, because I've met a disturbing amount of adults that let their kids watch a disturbing amount of shit way worse than this. <laughs> so this is by no means unordinary. Any of that. Uh, <laughs> children are not, are not super no <laughs> oh ask, ask, television, ask video games and other forms of entertainment bro, are not your children's babysitters you bunch of lazy assholes bro ask ask dog sathoth about it next time that you talk to him on voice chat he'll give you stories for like the entirety of the night it's 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 some of some of some of the parents out there are just totally bonkers. I knew somewhere, but I didn't know it was enough where they're having to ban kids from playing tug of war at lunch because of a TV show. <laughs> well, it is in New York. <laughs> oh man! So how about our tech news? Uh, I got something. Oh, so yeah. Formed the PlayStation PC label for its PC games uh, oh. section. Nice. So it looks like they are going full steam ahead into making hey. games for PC. It's funny because it's a Steam page. So does that mean their PlayStation Studios brand on um, Steam is now PlayStation PC? Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, probably soon. Huh. Hmm. I know. Um. Yeah. And PlayStation's. Um. They're. Um. They're doing some new stuff with their PlayStation app too. That's going to let PS5 users share screenshots and video capture, like through their native app. Air. Oh, there we go. I think it cut out for a sec. Ah. Um. All right. What do you got, Sasquatch? For uh, tech um, news. Well, China is officially showing a recorded state of zero percent of the global hash rate for Bitcoin mining. Um, as it seems that any sort of Bitcoin mining in China that is now ruled illegal again by the CCP. They're now going off grid to mine Bitcoin and sell it and whatever. So um, there you go. Yeah, maybe you'll be able to mine more outside of China, mm. but they're probably just doing it kind of off the grid there, which most people do anything anyways. Um, the PS5 is also the first console to outsell the Nintendo Switch in nearly three years. I don't know who's wow. buying them because uh, I've never seen one in real life. <laughs> I heard the number was something like 13 million PS5s are sold. Where? That's what I'm wondering. I know personally them? exactly one person with a PS5. Uh, I have a friend I game with who lives in Texas who has one. Well, I guess then technically I know two. Um, uh, some friends who are the godfather one of their kids, they have a digital version that they don't even have open yet for their older kids for Christmas. So I know two people with a PS5. Like, where are all of these PS5s? Those kids listen to this show. 
Uh, they're a little I, young. I don't think they do. I know when I go into GameStop, <laughs> like there's a whole shelf of used PS5 games. And like every time I go in there, there's like different games there. So like someone is there's people out there. <laughs> we just somehow don't encounter them. It's just uh, or it's all a conspiracy. It's, a, it's the popular it's the popular X-Files UFO photo. And it's just a PS5 that says believe under it. <laughs> Do these actually exist? Is this a giant conspiracy? Um, but yeah, there have been more than 10 million sold. Um, Doc threw out 13 million, which I guess I can't dispute it, but I'm sure they're mostly sitting in some asshole's basement as they're fucking <laughs> scalping them. It's probably did a lot of them. Uh, some footage this week of a Walmart warehouse with just hundreds of them just stashed. It wasn't hundreds. It was like hundreds of cases of pallets. That can't be right. Then again, that could be all 13 million. Who knows? Hmm. Like the, the big Walmart distribute distribution center i mean i guess sony could be saying hey you can only release these so many of these at a time and where they're going i guess that's a possibility but it seems kind of ridiculous limiting your sales in that sort of fashion mm-hmm. i saw that same video though yeah um we also have news from nvidia that apparently the virtual rtx 3080 service will outperform an xbox series x on all accounts um, it is a new GeForce Now tier, a premium tier, which offers lower latency than Microsoft's console. It also streams up to 1440p at 120 hertz and 4K HDR support. Um, GeForce Now is NVIDIA's popular cloud streaming service, which as long as the developer and platform supports it, you can stream like your Steam library to anything that can play GeForce Now, which also... If you have an Xbox Series X and Microsoft Edge, you can stream that right to your console. So you can technically play your Steam library on your Xbox Series X through the Edge browser. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> also, apparently the Steam Deck has a, has a game check verification to see if the games are compatible with your hardware. Um, there are a few different uh, few different categories for this. You have verified, playable, unsupported, and unknown. Naturally, verified means it works great. Playable means it may require some tweaking. Unsupported is not functional on the Steam Deck currently, and unknown is they haven't checked it. Um, most of their, there are over 50,000 games on the entire Steam store right now, and they are slowly going through every single one to make sure that they work with some sort of tweaking on the Steam Deck, and it is their goal to support every game on the Steam Deck as well. Those Which I actually... Those souls who have to go through the uh, the X-rated games. I'll, I'll fucking do it. I know you would. <laughs> but there, yeah, there are definitely some people who are going to go through those and not be ready for what they have to play. I uh, I have seen some shit, so I'm good to go. You hear this, Valve? Hire me. I'll do it. I'll do it just for the clout. <laughs> um, once again, there are three available Steam decks you can pre-order. 
399 64 gigabyte, 529 256 gigabyte, and a 649 512 gigabyte, which you can order on pre-order on the Steam store, five dollars down. I did as well. I uh I have the the big boy Steam Deck pre-ordered. Nice. I'm excited nice. to try it out. It's like a switch, but in HD. Hmm. Though uh there's no news on a dock yet for it, which I'm kind of hoping for. I mean, just get a, just use a steam machine. Wouldn't it steam machines, steam machine? I think, are no longer a thing. This is just kind of replacing them. Oh, I've steam, steam machines! Machine. Steam machines streamed through your local network from your main computer, while this is its own computer. Yeah, but you could like stream to a to a steam machine from that, right? Well, I mean, then you're still just running from the network, though, as oh, opposed yeah. to it being a localized computer, which this That's is. True. Uh, Sony has also patented a new streamer audience voting and uh, paying to kick players system. Um, yeah, Sony Interactive Entertainment, SIE, have patented viewers voting and paying to kick undesired players from video game streams. Um, here is a quote from the patent that is in question. In particular, the embodiments described here and describe a voting interface that enables spectators to vote to remove players from the video game for bad behavior, poor sportsmanship, substandard performance in the video game, or simply because a spectator does not wish to see a particular player in the video game. So can this you say is that last one? Wait, can you say that last one again? Yeah, absolutely. Or because or simply because the spectator does not wish to see a particular player play in the video game. Hmm. I wonder how that could be abused. Oh, yeah. No, Twitch is definitely not dealing with any sort of racism, (laughs) misogyny or transphobic stuff going on right now. This could definitely be abused in any way whatsoever. The fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? Who thought this? Who sat de- I, who sat in a conference room, hey, pitched hey. this idea, and was like, this is a good idea, and other guys were like, yeah, that sounds great. Hey, here are the tried and true methods to prevent trolling, which that last fucking line is only. <laughs> a threshold, a voting threshold of 60% or paying to vote. <laughs> um... Also stressed in another part of the patent, uh, the <laughs> bench player may still be eligible to return to an active game and play and may still be considered to be part of the game. Tell me if they pay money. Oh, my God. Is yeah. It- <laughs> <laughs> so it's so people are like, I'm going to pay to get this guy kicked. And he's like, I'm going to pay to stay. <laughs> oh, my God. They're going to get rich. It's just- it's just one of those things that Sony's doing that makes no Dude. sense. Like, oh, hey, cool, look, no, a this, PC studio. No, it makes yeah, we're going to per- let people pay to be racist. No, it makes perfect <laughs> sense now. Now I see what they're doing. They're literally just pitting people against each other who are, oh, my, they've, they've, they've turned streams into, into silent auctions. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and some Microsoft tech news. <laughs> uh, they have revealed a 512 gigabyte and a two terabyte Seagate Xbox Series X storage card. Um, so these are officially branded Seagate 
Xbox storage cards. Um, these are both for the Xbox Series X and the S. Uh, price ranging, though, is... Uh, yeah. Like only like $50 less than the Series X and like technically more expensive than the Series S? The 512 gigabyte is $400. That is as much as the console itself. For the 512 gigabyte one. Uh, I'm sure the two terabyte one is probably at minimum like a thousand. Um, you can pre-order them at Walmart though. For the low, low pre-order price of $140. Down. <laughs> down. <laughs> Um, hopefully this is not accurate because you might as now. Then again, um, I, I guess I have to try to defend it. It's probably some sort of like special storage, uh, where there's not any sort of downtime from the internal SSD and loading back and forth, um, which is, you know, how the PS5's loading is supposedly so fast i don't know i couldn't tell you i don't have one or have ever touched one or seen one with with mine own eyes but uh first it could be something similar to that where it's still external storage that you can plug and play and still have that really fast access to your games and data but still 400 dollars for 512 gigabytes that's fucking ridiculous Also, I'll just buy a second Xbox and just store your games on the ne- the other Xbox. <laughs> Which Xbox just do I want to plug in today? <laughs> swap the HDMI cable, you know. Just uh, just laminate a post, a little fucking note card, put it on top, and just write in Sharpie. This is what came's on here today. Um. The AI voice acting tool XVA Synth, which um, I believe you talked about a few months ago, Doc. Just got an update. Um, it's now in version 2.0, um, which is developed by software developer Dan Ruda, and it's now even better. It can mimic more and more various voice actors in games for mods. Um, you can still kind of tell in some situations, apparently, that it is an AI, but it's starting to blur the lines more and more. Oh, yeah, and uh, here's one situation of Denuvo being removed. Tomb Raider runs 30 FPS faster without it. That's literally a 50% improvement for most cases. Damn. Also have a new VR headset on the way from Pimax. Um, It's going to boast 12K PC VR as well as be portable like the Quest 2. So it'll be able to be moved around with ease as well as support 12k vr um i don't even know if i've ever seen 8k so 12k would probably blow my mind Hmm. however uh you will have to put out kind of a a hefty amount for this this new 12k vr headset is set to release near the close of next year 2022 for the low low price of 23.99 damn yikes yeah, yeah, that's about the cost of a fucking. I don't even know if there's a 12k TV, but I'm supposing I've seen eight. Oh, I've seen plenty of eights, and those aren't even that expensive. They're like 1500, 2000. 
So, um, it it's kind of a trick though on how it's 12k. It is some fancy technology going on in it. Um, it tracks your eye movement, so only the parts of the game you are looking at within the headset are actually rendered in the full 12k. Mm. Clever. That is kind of clever, yeah, but then it's not really kind of like a true 12K, unfortunately. So um, this will be powered by a Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2 chipset. Um, This is the same chipset that's in the Oculus Quest 2. There's just a little bit better uh, technology behind it, allowing it to be tricked into running 12K in certain certain areas that you're looking at in whatever you're running within your game. So come a long way since the Virtual Boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If you own if you own Pimax's first VR headset, you get a hundred dollars off. How nice of them. Yeah. Oh. Also, Call of Duty Vanguard will apparently be 50% smaller than the previous Call of Duty's released, which thank God, because yeah. they're about 300 gigabytes <laughs> a piece. This is due to some new streaming technology for some high-end textures that'll be available to play with. Which, thank God. <laughs> um, there'll be on-demand texture streaming. This will save quite a bit of our disk space. So, yeah. Um, it'll be about 100 gigabytes for all of the game's content, which would be uh, the single player, multiplayer, zombies. I'm not sure if that includes Warzone. Warzone's its weird own entity within all of the games. So, yeah. Like, just in comparison, Black Ops Cold War was 220 gigabytes. It was fucking ridiculous. Wow. Also have a few bits of news about some Intel, their new chipset on the way, Alder Lake. It'll be available November 4th. So in just a few days, you'll be able to get their new chipset. Um, it'll be the Core i9, 12, oh God, I hate this, 129, uh, 12,900K, the Core i7, 12,700K, and the Core i5, 12,000K. 1600k as well as the kf series counterparts which are just generally better for gaming a little bit more customizable um this is their 12th generation as well and apparently they are very 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 beefy they're actually on par and surpassing amd's current chipset out which is generally considered the best available chipset. So in November 4th, Intel seems to have finally caught up back up to AMD gaming performance wise. I can't, I really, um, the headline on this, it's really bothering me to see overclocking and smarter in the same sentence. Oh, the Ram one. Oh, I thought, yeah, it's just, I'm looking at this and it started to like, yeah. Anyways. Um, I think what it is, is a lot of RAM now can overclock at will dynamically thanks to various AIs within the BIOS as well as the chipsets themselves. Mm. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, if you're running their new Alder Lake processors, if you have XMP 3.0, which is uh, a dynamic memory boost technology, which is what I was talking about, the dynamic mm-hmm. uh, RAM overclocking, um, it will actually be even, it'll perform way, way better. So you'll have, uh, this will be DDR5 RAM, 
um, the newest chipset for RAM itself. Uh, there'll be more. There'll just be more bits of data available to do this. Um, just be straight up better, better heat monitoring, power draw monitoring. Um, it'll turn off when you don't need it as much, as opposed to just starting up the game. It'll no longer just run at max that it can for the game itself. It'll dictate what it needs in this loading screen and this title screen and this portion of the game, stuff like that. Which isn't necessarily bad. No, not actually having to manually overclock stuff when it's not necessarily needed either. So, mm. but also, uh, Intel has finally confirmed its new GPU specs. So, um, Intel has been working on their own set of GPUs to challenge NVIDIA and AMD. So, we have the first news on the Intel Arc Alchemist. Um, there'll be 32 XE cores and each core has 16 vector engines and 16 matrix engines equating 512 execution units. Um, this is a hefty, hefty discrete GPU. Uh, these are going to be running at about 3070, 3080, 3090 performances as well, which are beasts. Um, the highest the highest end gpus you can get right now so and these are going to be rtx like performances as well so also oculus quest is uh eliminating mandatory facebook account login requirements so you will no longer have your oculus library tied to your facebook account so chip post away get banned still access your oculus account library well, that is all I have for any sort of tech news. What do you got for uh, movie and TV? I got quite a bit in that one, but I'll let you take care of the couple you have first. Uh, yeah, Disney is developing an anime. Um, it is based on their mobile rhythm game, Disney Twisted Wonderland. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> if you're into their weird mobile rhythm game, here you go. Here's an anime. <laughs> nice. I guess. Uh, Sony also released the first Uncharted movie trailer last week, um, starring Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. So, gotta say, Tom Holland looks young for Nathan Drake, and Mark Wahlberg looks a little young for Victor Sullivan, but whatever. Um, it seems to be, f- judging from the trailer, it seems to be following all three of the games, just in various parts here or there. So mm. um, the trailer actually looks pretty neat. I'll probably check it out at some point, I'm sure. That's all I got. Uh, I got a lot of stuff for comics. Uh, oh, I have some TV and movie stuff, but it all is, you know, MCU related for the most part. Um, the first big thing, Disney has delayed five upcoming MCU movies. Uh, including two movies that were completely uh, unannounced and untitled. Um, So they've shuffled these around, um, which, you know, there's been a lot of delays and stuff going on lately, so it shouldn't be that much of a surprise. Um, So some of the new dates, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has been pushed back to May 2022. Thor Love and Thunder has been pushed back to July 8th, 2022. Black <clears throat> Black Panther Wakanda Forever has been pushed back to November 11th, 2022. 
the Marvels have been pushed has been pushed back to February seventeenth of twenty twenty three. Oh, geez. And Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania has been pushed back to July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. Some of these I don't think were actually pushed back. I think only three of them were actually pushed back. But these are the new. Uh, this is the new release schedule. Um, and on top of that, we have a couple of rumors um, for some of the upcoming films. Like I said, there were two that were pushed back that were untitled. So the rumor mill started circulating around those and some uh, quote unquote credible sources have released now both of those. The first one um, being a World War Hulk film that's currently in development. Um, so that'll be really exciting. I know there's a lot of um, kind of upheaval because before when fans lamented the lack of Hulk films in um, phases one through three in the MCU, um, the answer given was really that like that Hulk story is told through the Avenger films, which, you know, we get that. But like also a lot of people just wanted his own standalone film again, which they're going to be doing. Um, and then the other rumor and I can see where this might follow uh, World War Hulk <clears throat> is going to be for a Thunderbolts film, which just based on how many antiheroes and uh, reformed villains are existing in the MCU at large by now, I can see a Thunderbolts being pretty successful. Um, for those under unfamiliar, Thunderbolts is kind of like the MCU Suicide Squad, except it's a little – Less focus on refined villains and more focus on anti-heroes. Um, so that's what I'm really, really excited for. Um, and that would imply that they're going to bring Punisher into the MCU since he's a pretty major role in Thunderbolts. Um, and there have already been rumors about that. Um, and another kind of big player is both Red Hulk and Abomination, which could both be brought in in World War Hulk. So it, I think the pieces are all there. And that's that, that's one I'd be pretty excited for. Um, and that's kind of our MCU in the realm of TV and movies. Um, as far as MCU um, in our comic book world, um, one thing uh, that we have to look forward to, and this could very easily um, – be leaking into the MCU, the, the, the cinematic universe as well, um, is the Hulk fusing with the Venom symbiote to become one of the uh, strong – according to um, at least the rumors circulating around some of the new editions coming out, um, he's going to be played as the, new, the strongest um, character to date. And it wouldn't be the first time they have done Venom – X Hulk way, way, way back in the day, but it's been a while. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and they're also putting some new changes into Iron Fist. Um, for the most part, they've like dramatically changed his costume. Um, I, I don't know. It just looks like it's made for a newer generation. It's not that big of a shock. They do this every once in a while in comics. They'll change mantles and they'll change costumes and, and switch shit up. <clears throat> um, and then um, the writer of Thor has apologized for a huge continuity error with Milner. Um, this happened in one of the most recent copies. 
Um, this was caught pretty quickly and mentioned on Twitter, to which the writer simply replied like, oops, we fucked up, did not mean to do that. It wasn't some like thing that pe- some nuance people missed. They just straight up forgot. Um, long story short and avoiding spoilers, um, Thor was currently um, – Thor had – lost the powers of Milner. It's uh after he had taken over Asgard, it's the powers started kind of acting weird. Um they didn't stop working, it just started becoming unpredictable. Long story short, um he had to go to seek out help to fix Milner and while off on another world seeking said help, um some of the panels that he was in uh, he was wielding Milnir in the panels, and someone pointed out, how is he wielding it in these panels if the whole reason he's here is to try and fix it, and he left it on Asgard um, – or no, not – or he left it with Ca- – or I think it was with Captain America. Um, but anyways, they have confirmed that no, this was definitely a mistake, and they're going to fix it in future prints of the comic. So that means – that if you have this comic, it's going to probably be considered a misprint in the future, and you should hold on to it. Gonna be worth some bank. Yep. So yeah, if if you've got, uh, let's see, what? Oh, I should have pulled this up. I don't know the. So Thor eighteen. So if you have a copy of Thor eighteen, where he's holding Milnir while in the swamp. Um, definitely hold on to that. Um, as, from an official tweet from uh, Donny Cates, he says, a lot of very, very tired creative team members who are very, very upset with themselves for not catching this one. Sorry, guys. Comics are hard sometimes. Players fuck up. But like I said, um, this is just going to equal out to being you know, a really, really valuable issue because they did say they don't plan on like trying to retcon it or anything they're just going to to fix it in future prints so that's all we've got on movies tv and comics let's head into our featured game updates well i have quite a bit for final fantasy here um final fantasy 14 producer Naoki Yoshida has apparently been in positive talks with Microsoft to bring the MMORPG to Xbox. So, servers are about to get way more crowded. Um, At least they're adding more data data centers. We'll see how many. Um, One. Yeah, uh, Microsoft has been making a large push in the Japanese market recently. Um, naturally them and the final fantasy 14 team at square Enix probably have been in talks as well to put the game onto more platforms. And that's really one of the two major, I guess mobile can be a third one. That's one of the last three major platforms. The game's not available on. So it's probably one of the larger ones considering you have the, Xbox One market as well as the current XS market available that you can put the game on. So we also have the Moogle Treasure Trove and Dragon Quest uh, 10 crossover returning. Yeah. Uh, well, it did return. There's a lot of good last shit. Week. So 
Um, the Dragon Quest Arm. 10 crossover uh, has been running every almost every year since 2014. So they skipped a year here or there. Mm-hmm. They also have the treasure trove, the Moogle treasure trove running as well. So if you're looking for something to do there until and Walker comes out. Those are always handy um, for catching the hard to get stuff. They've always got mounts and and minions and stuff that's normally you're pain in the ass to grind for, and it's a lot easier to grind for those tomes. Up until November eighteenth, which is the day before Endwalker early access launches, yep. uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers and its complete edition is sixty percent off. So if you're looking to get in the game past the uh, trial period, now's a good time to buy it. But it's also been on sale for quite a bit of time. This is just the steepest discount it's been available for. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. There has also been an update to the terms of service for Final Fantasy 14 and account penalties. Um, this is a l- half of it is in response to real money trading to get rid of gold selling bots and don't do it. All they do is take your credit card info, yeah. uh, buy a whole bunch of game keys and resell those in other places. Uh, so no matter what, you're out of shit ton of money and your info stolen. Don't do mm-hmm. it. Um, also, selling runs in game for Gil has been marked as a thing to do not do. Um, and kind of a little bit of uh, weird stuff updated as well. Um, such as don't be a th- I'm sure it'll be only enforced heavily if you're being a toxic asshole, but uh, a lot of stuff talking about calling people noobs and stuff like that in game is now technically a reportable offense. So just be careful. Well, and so he did put out a clarifying statement, though, that a lot of what was included in there isn't like actually things that are new. That's like this is now something that's not allowed. It's all stuff that's always been not allowed. They're just providing a lot more examples of it. and. More or less said, listen, if you've been playing for the last two years or so and you haven't been banned, then you're 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 not doing anything wrong. You, you, nothing's really changing for you. It's a lot of what they put out there is just examples to, for clarity. The only real change is the um, you can't sell runs on the party finder anymore. And a big part of that was because that was how people people were disguising in there for RMT. Ah. So it was basically like um, it, based on the research they did, like 95 percent of the time, if people actually were buying and selling runs, it was when people were saying like, hey, I'm going I, I'm looking to pay somebody to run. And if it was the if it was the buyer that was posting, that it was usually legitimate. And that is still allowed. Um, but the selling isn't. And a lot of it is because of how bloated it got. And it was literally just filling the. um the party oh, finder remember. with just scams and nonsense. And it was just like, this is actually a very good update. And like, like he said on the most recent update, if, if you've been like playing and not having a problem in the last two or three years, since the last time we actually changed what was and wasn't allowed, then nothing's really going to change for you. They're just giving examples and they're making a more upfront point system like runescape has, where if you have a violation, they'll, they'll say, okay, this is what you did. This is how many points you racked up and it can go down over time. So the same thing runescape has been doing for 12, 13 years. It's, they're just being more transparent is all it is not really changing stuff well that is all the final fantasy 14 news i i have i have something for 
RuneScape, if anyone else has any 14 news to throw in there. Um, I don't think I did. Did you, Doc? Uh, I did, but it was just the the events mm. which we already covered. Yeah. What do you got for RuneScape? I got a couple things. Um, there is now a RuneScape idol game called Melbourne Idol that is coming mm. out next month. Um, is, is it a, is it actually Jagex or is it just like? Uh yes. Um, it was initially oh, okay, an indie yeah. title, but Jagex actually has picked it up to publish it nice. and make it uh, an official part of the RuneScape franchise. Very nice. Um, the quote on it from Jagex's publishing wing is the core components of the RuneScape franchise. It wants to reimagine the core components of the RuneScape franchise in a way that they could be enjoyed casually. Um, it's uh, apparently a feature-rich <laughs> idle game. Um, with a lot of things to craft to progress, as well as uh, no prestige mechanics or crying a game restart or anything like that. Um, Jackix was apparently aware of the indie project that was using, you know, heavy themes from RuneScape itself, and they picked it up officially to publish it. Hmm. Um, the developer is apparently happy that he was not cease and desisted, and instead they're paying him to keep working on it. So that's like the opposite of what Nintendo does. It is so much the opposite of what Nintendo does. That also... um, Which is really out of the ordinary for Japanese companies, because usually they're like, fuck yeah, do it. (laughs) That uh, that makes me feel a lot better about copyright infringement over RuneScape worries that I've had about some of the games that I've come up with. Yeah, well, uh, I'd still be careful there. This is is probably one of the uh, exceptions to most rules. Well, yeah, my theory, my thought, my yeah, my thinking was always that I would like try and obtain permission. Um, and this tells me that it that would be less of a uphill battle than previously imagined since they're Correct. they've already displayed willingness to work with that type of thing. So that's that's someone set the precedent and that's cool. Yeah, they just been working on it. It was free on Steam. Jagex just watched it and they're like, all right, cool. It's good enough now. Nice. Um, we also have our Halloween stuff going on in RuneScape right now. So the Halloween event is in Drainer Manor. Um, all of it kind of has a lot of the previous Halloween events in that hub that they've began making there in the last couple of years, as well as a couple of new ones. Um, they also have the Prime Gaming rewards for seven days of free membership plus the. Uh, Squatchua pet, which is a purple living pumpkin. Um, you said squatch, and I was excited. I was a bigfoot. Nope, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a squash, like a, like a, like squash. Word. Yeah. Okay, it's an word. It's a yeah. Okay. Um, Squatchua, not Squatchua. Squatchua, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, and then, um, as discussed before, the Croesus Front is now live with the next Elder God Wars dungeon right on the horizon. We also have RuneScape teaming up with Xbox Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you can get five pulse cores, sorry, five advanced pulse cores, five cinder cores, um, some portable skilling packs and some protein packs, as well as 35 treasure hunter keys 200 rune coins and a green imp pet 
Um, so you can claim all of this if you have Xbox Game Pass and the pet. Uh, presumably, you can game with your redemption tokens if you are a premier member. For Treasure Hunter changes, they've added a couple more as well. So they've now given it kind of a new look and added some changes to increase transparency um, as far as disclosing the actual probability of getting certain types of prizes. And they've announced the next double XP event is going to be double XP live starting on November 5th to November 15th. So that's going to be a week from today that that's going to kick off. So make sure you get everything prepared. I still find it weird hmm. that there are game pass perks for RuneScape. Yeah, it's not that weird. I, usually, usually it's for games that are available on Game Pass, but RuneScape's not available even on the PC store or Microsoft, let alone Games Pass PC version. Jagex yeah. has been brokering deals with all kinds of companies for like kind of like free shit like that, like with Amazon Prime Gaming. That makes sense. They even every platform. But I mean, like they they have a they have a deal with um with the Steel Series, right? All you have to do is go onto the Steel Series website and register for an account, and then link it to your RuneScape account, and you get a bunch of free shit, uh, including this like special armor, Steel Series armor, uh, steel armor. Um, so they've been partnering with like anyone they can get their hands on lately. I wonder if you can run the web version of the client through Microsoft Edge in the consoles now. Um, I mean, I don't. Well, OK, no. Well, here's the thing, though. You can play Steam games on Xbox, right? Well, that's that's through GeForce now connected to your Steam account. I'm not sure like what that needs to install on your con your console as opposed to like RuneScape caching a bunch of stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I think I personally predict that RuneScape on consoles is only just like right around the corner. This could be a prelude to that. Yeah, could be. I mean, um, Maybe they're the browser. I mean, it probably works through Edge. Maybe they're using it to collect data. Maybe it's to see like, oh, okay, how many Xbox users are also RuneScape players? I.e., if we made a console version, how many people would actually be using it? Uh, who knows? Yeah. It'd um, be a difficult game to run with a controller, I think, still. But I mean, well, PS5s can, and Xbox XSs you, do have mouse and keyboard capabilities, but it's just. Who would use it? I was going to say, you could put a mouse and keyboard on any console now. So it's, and, and as far as who would use it, like anyone who can't afford more than like a shitty laptop and like has a console and wants to play RuneScape on that instead. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think anymore, the biggest draw to console versus PCs is just um, like down cost versus like what you're getting. Because to put to put the same amount of money towards a PC that you would a console, you'd be getting like a mediocre laptop at best versus, you know, a gaming console that's might only be able to do the one task of gaming, but at least does that very well better than, you know, a five hundred dollar laptop would. Yeah, true. In the world of Pokemon, 
um, our uh, Festival of Lights has been announced in November. So that's going to be coming up as our Halloween event soon comes to a close this weekend. And this is my favorite thing. I've actually been working on this all week. Um, they have announced a path to their first world championships for Pokemon Go. So they're going to start opening a World Cup and leaning themselves into the world of esports. So for this very, very first World Cup championship, um, there's a few rules. You have to have age, excuse me, age requirements, this, that, and the other thing. In order to automatically qualify, you have to reach legend status in the current PvP season, um, which I am dangerously close to doing. Um, there will be opportunities to register later as well, um, but that's definitely going to be the quickest and easiest and most guaranteed way to do it. So the regional championships, the first place will get, uh, invited to the world championships and, uh, have all their travel paid for. The second place will simply be invited to the world championships. Um, for the international championships, uh, first place will go to the world championships with travel, same with second place, and third and fourth place will get world championship invites. So they're doing quite a big ladder for it. Um, and, you know, I'm probably going to die off pretty quick, but I'm excited to at least like participate in the very first World Cup that they're putting on. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, and they released some new details about um, the Pokemon. Um, what is it? Uh, I can't remember what it's called. That I. It's the 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 new remake that they're doing. The the uh, black and white remake. I can't remember what it's called. Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played any of the newer ones, so I don't. I don't keep track of them very well. Um, Not even new ones. They're just remakes. Well, to me, okay. I didn't have those. To me, those are still newer ones. That's why it's getting like the remakes are ones I haven't even played now. It's getting out of control. I haven't had uh, a handheld Nintendo game since the SP. So I never got any of the DS games, um, but it looks like XP share is going to be back, but it cannot be turned off and affects your entire party. This has a lot of people really upset. Um, Autosave is included, but it can be turned off. Um, TMs are single use and can be obtained multiple times. Um, when I played Pokemon, this was always the case, so I don't know when that changed. Um, unless this is a typo in here, like TMs are single use but can be obtained multiple times. Like that was that was always the thing is TMs where single-use and HMs were multiple-use. So I don't know if they meant to put HM as single-use and be, can, can be obtained multiple times. That's a typo. I don't fucking know. Um, you could switch Pokemon in your party with ones in your storage at any time, which I think is kind of lame. Um, I mean, I I part of like planning out your party and being like, okay, I'm going to be away from my PC for a while. I have to make sure I have the party I want. It's always part of the nuance and strategy i thought i think it's a little bastardizing to let you just like basically you have all of them with you at all times and i can see where that's cool but 
and that's cool for you know pokemon go and stuff but i don't know the mainline games seem to have like rules in place for certain nuance that, that seems to be ignoring but i don't know um you can clean your gym badges cool um and again no national pokedex which again has people pretty upset they they know that's what everyone wants, and they just continuously not give it to them. Yeah, I, I think they just don't care anymore. That's all I've got for game updates. Uh, I've got one. All of Cyberpunk 2077's updates have been pushed to 2022. F. They've, I mean, they they had a pretty bad run of news after the launch of that so mm -hmm. recovering from that plus the data breach plus you know <laughs> their didn't their uh, ceo step down i think so i think i remember that yeah, i remember they, they had a bunch of stuff going on that probably just set them back a ton mm -hmm. so i mean as long as the updates do come out I'm still looking forward to them. Uh, but yeah, things included are obviously the free DLC for Cyberpunk and then the next gen updates for The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2, the, uh, the PS5. It's want my space station casino heist, man. I know. I'm also so sad that the multiplayer is gone. Oh my god! Yeah, that was gonna be so much fun. Yeah, that was honestly probably half the reason I bought it. I was like, this is gonna be some fun open world shit right here. Like imagining like GTA Online style heists with other people. That'd be great. All right. So, what do we have in other interesting headlines? Oh, I uh, also had one for uh, for New World. Oh yeah, they they ran that what dropped half of their player base. A lot of it uh, dropped from seven hundred thousand down to about three hundred thousand. I think the concurrence after the initial second week has been about five hundred thousand a peak for each day which is about half of its highest peak total, which was the second weekend it launched. And earlier today, it was at 400,000. So it's still staying pretty steady, even though there are a plethora of problems with the engine right now and bugs and whatnot, like, uh, you know, sending pictures of sausages from an HTML link within the in-game chat. <laughs> so... <laughs> which uh, was was really funny. That's still a pretty significant drop in players, though. Um, I mean, it's... I mean, it's hard. It's hard to rate active players with concurrent players, though, because I mean, you look at how popular Final Fantasy is. It's you know, one point five million subscriber count or whatever it's at now. It's not its active player count, right? Same with WoW. It's not. It's it's hard. It's still maintaining its top three on Steam, most played each day, which is a really good indicator of its player base. So who knows? How's the uh, the content at max level? I've heard it's a little uh, a little sparse, but I've also heard there's a bunch of like 
stuff to do, so I'm not entirely sure. There's a ton of stuff to do. You have a bunch of PvE stuff. You have the open world PvP and PvP wars you can still do. You have the smaller base PvP mode outpost rush, which is really fun. Um, I mean, it's a new MMO. A lot of the people complaining about not anything to do rushed to the end game within the first week when no one else is there to do stuff with them. So I hit level 50, which means I qualify for all the end game stuff now. So I'm enjoying it. Nice. I didn't rush through it because I'm like, if I rush through this, I'm just going to get burnt out and not want to play. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. So what do we have in our miscellaneous updates? Um, the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, congratulated the Russian Dota 2 team who won the international this year. Um, he congratulated them for uh, for beating the Chinese team PSG LGD this weekend. Um, team Spirit took the international this year, which was the largest prize pool for an esports tournament once again, which it seems to break every single year. So, yeah, eighteen million dollars in uh, prizes this year. So, yeah, damn. Uh, nice. Amidst from splitting their top end prize pool of that, they got an official letter of congratulations and recognition from Vladimir Putin himself. So, yeah, um, and it said. For the first time in history, the Russian team of the Spirit Club won these prestigious competitions. Well done. Uh, that was, uh, this is all Google translated. So this was posted on the official Kremlin.ru website, their official government website. It went on to read, on the way to the final, you demonstrated outstanding leadership qualities and solidarity. And in the decisive duel, which became a real test of skill and character, you managed to concentrate and seize initiative from strong opponents at the most crucial moments. They have proven in practice that our ease sportsmen are always goal-oriented and capable of conquering any peaks. So they're also actually the first team from Eastern Europe to win as well. It's usually been dominated by, uh, oddly enough, U.S. teams. So. There's an Xbox anniversary celebration set for November 15th. So who knows what's going to go on here? Um, probably more reveals, maybe some new console variations, like special uh, console versions that you kind of see with games when they launch and everything anyways. So um, there is an official synopsis for it. Uh, we invite you to join us on November 15th to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Xbox and Halo with a fun digital broadcast for fans around the globe. While we won't announce any new games, this anniversary broadcast will spe- will be a special look back on 20 years of Xbox. We'll show more details soon, so stay tuned. We've been hard at work to deliver three months of back-to-back game launches, and while we hope you'll join us for celebrating 20 years of Xbox history, know that we're hard at work on the road ahead and what's to come in the next 20 years. So just more info on what they've been doing. Um, Nintendo has released an official warning for people playing Mario Party Superstars, um, which was leaked during this warning. And it's about how you uh, play tug of war. They warn you against rotating the joystick rapidly with the palm of your hand because it can cause friction burns and discomfort on your palm. (laughs) I don't think a game's uh, been leaked before because of a warning on how to play it. So. Yeah. 
Um, it they, will probably cause your your Joy-Con to drift. Uh, I think those just happen on their own. I mean, you don't want to accelerate that. True. Um, the co-creator of Halo, Marcus Leto, opened a new EA studio, which is focusing on first-person games. Um, he previously worked with V1 Interactive, which worked uh, for Sony. Um, they also He also worked with the co-creator of SOCOM, Michael Gutzman, at this studio. Uh, they created the game Disintegration and a few other things. Um, even though it didn't sell very well, he got on board with EA recently as the game director for the new seat for the new studio, which will be working out of the Seattle area. Um, so EA and first person shooter games are still continuing. In other slight Halo news, Halo 3. ODST, Reach, and Halo 4 Xbox 360 servers are going to go offline in the first month of 2022. Um, 343 Industries announced that the end of the service date for these legacy Xbox 360 era Halo game servers uh, for the multiplayer will cease to exist. Um, The entire... There's a couple other games listed here as well, such as Spartan Assault and Halo Wars, so the RTS as well as the Twin Stick Shooter. Persona composer Shoji Maguro has left Atlas. He's going to go freelance. Um, however, he did say he would still work on a couple indie titles for Atlas if he was requested. So um, he is definitely one of the better composers in the video game scene. So absolutely. One of my favorites. Oh, absolutely. Like the man invented jazz. I don't know about that, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, jazz wasn't invented until Persona 5 when Shoji Shoji Meguro invented it. (laughs) That's uh, a pretty fresh meme. (laughs) Um, He was with Atlas since 1995. Um, He's composed a plethora of game soundtracks for Atlas, um, most notably uh, the Persona series and the Shin Megami Tensei series, which might as well be the same thing. Yeah. Um, Koda, however, along with his departure, Kodansha Game Creators Lab said that they will be working with him um, on a new indie game, which will be announced November 6th at Indie Live Expo 2021. So there you go. You'll be able to see on a new game that he's working on as well outside of Atlas Prime. So we also have a new studio called Notorious Studios, who is working on a third-person RPG. Um, Riot is one of the larger companies to back this new developing, development studio, uh, headed by, well, kind of headed by Chris Kalaki. Um, He is a former game designer on World of Warcraft, who said he was unhappy with the state of that game before quitting Blizzard Entertainment last year. Um, he's working with a bunch of other former Blizzard developers who worked on various different projects there. They're hoping to work on a flat structure with no department heads or anything, hoping to stop any sort of superior, um, superior, fuck, any sort of abuse that Blizzard is currently having right now. They're hoping hmm. a flat structure will help prevent against that. So, and like I said, right, it's one of the few companies who uh, just gave them 
a whole bunch of money to help develop. Uh, Galaxy Interactive is another one that helped give them any sort of funding as well as one of ventures. So. Um, streamer Pokimane is a co-founder of RTS and now has partial ownership of the major fighting game uh, tournament Evo. So, yeah. Uh, earlier this year, Sony Interactive Entertainment and RTS acquired the rights to the Evolution Championship Series fighting game tournaments. Um, so, and apparently, Pokimane is co-owner of RTS. So, she is now also... <laughs> What are the co-owners of Evo? Hmm. More news out of Sony. They're looking to aggressively invest in development capabilities. And this means that more acquisitions of studios are likely on the way. Uh, probably the next one would be the studio developing the PC port of God of War. That's how they acquired Bluepoint, was working with them a little bit. So, yeah, and this is just following on the heels of the acquisition of House Marquee, Nixus Software, uh, Fire Sprite, and Bluepoint Games. So, Also, popular... Remaster Studio Vicarious Visions is going to lose its name and merge wholly with Blizzard. Hmm. Uh, they're looking to be renamed to Blizzard Albany. So they're being fully enveloped. Um, they're the ones responsible for the remake of Tony X Pro Skater 1 and 2. So there you go. They are being eaten by Blizzard. Apple Music is also now available on PlayStation 5. If you have Apple Music and you want access to your library through the console itself, that is now available for you as well. And my last little bit here is Tencent has acquired the third largest stake in Katakawa. Um, Katakawa is a large Japanese publishing conglomerate uh, responsible for various anime movies as well as they are the owner of From Software, the well-known developers of games like Demon's Souls, Bloodborne, and Elden Ring. Um, their 6.86% stake in Katakawa makes them a majority owner for the uh, publishing group. So. Hopefully this won't really affect what they publish, seeing as how everything that's going on in China <laughs> sucks. Um, the only thing I had was for our PS Plus games November. There's actually a grip of them, six total. Um, that alone is pretty cool, but also there's no uh, – none that are just for PS5. Um, there's – one that's for PS4, which is uh, Kingdoms of Alamor Re-Reckoning. Then for PS4 and PS5 is First Class Trouble and Knockout City. And for PSVR, The Persistence, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, and Until You Fall. So a total of six games dropping for PS Plus members this November.
Let's see. Did you have anything for our miscellaneous updates, Doc? No, not really. No. All right. What? Oh, you... I thought you had something on Facebook rebranding. Oh, oh yeah, they, that. yeah, that's right, that's right. Facebook is now Meta. There, it's their parent well, company that yeah. is. Um, so Facebook Meta is still Facebook, but yeah, Meta, but is, Meta is the dumb. company that owns Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and so on and so forth. Um, but if you haven't heard that by now, you probably just don't use Facebook because the memes are rampant. I made a I made a rather lewd rather lewd anime version of one of his memes so um also for some reason in his announcement trailer he had a bottle of sweet baby raised barbecue sauce that. on the decorative shelf behind him like what the fuck dude maybe he was like <laughs> i don't know man i don't know maybe it's an antique maybe, he maybe it's like a ceramic he was eating the sauce on something before the before the shoot and the lizard, the lizard man was eating his flies covered in sweet baby rays. I'm just yeah. like imagining him like squirting it out and like licking it with his lizard tongue and just like. It's actually what he uses to lubricate his android arms. <laughs> oh, he's a lizard man android now. Yes. OK. <laughs> so what have you been playing this week, Doc? Uh, mostly Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I was also on vacation for a good deal of the week. Mm, so that's I right. That's right. Didn't play much uh, out there. Just played a little bit of Mega Man, a little bit of Smash Bros mm -hmm. on the road. How about you, Sasquatch? Um. Well, I play New World, Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, Destiny two quite a bit. I'm trying to get caught up for when. Which Queen launches um, early next year. I also played around with a few games on hum Humble Bundle, which I played a game called The Texorcist, which was fantastic. It's a bold hell typing game. Um, it's really wonky and hard to get used to, but it's, it has a really great soundtrack to it. It's written fairly well. You blow a dude up into a pile of goo and you tell him he, you hope he's learned his lesson. <laughs> nice. I've just I, I've mostly also been on Final Fantasy 14. My time has been pretty constrained the last couple of weeks, though. So I've been plugging hard at PvP on Pokemon Go, um, and I just picked up Guardians of the Galaxy yesterday. I'm going to put that in this weekend to try it out. And so tell me how it is before I pick it up. I I know um, the uh, the guy at GameStop who I, I I've gone to the same GameStop for like eight years. So it's um, the, the the guy I was talking to. Generally, we we like the same games um, and he was raving on and on and on and on and on about it. He said it was epic and he only got like two hours into it. Um, and like I said, after this many years, I trust his judgment on games pretty well, at least. Um, for subjective views. So I, I have pretty good hopes for it. Um, I know a lot of people are uncomfortable because it's another Square Enix um, Marvel game. But one thing people need to understand is that Square Enix produced these games. They're being developed by different companies um, and they're entirely different games. This isn't a gotcha game. It's a straight up like single player experience game. Um, so it's, it's completely this was a gotcha game. Well, it was definitely an action RPG. You just had gear drops like, say, um, 
infamous two style mm. gear drops. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know what I mean, though. It's 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 a completely like separate experience, and it's a lot of people I think just had this this knee jerk reaction because they're both um, you know from Square Enix. Um, but again, the the Marvel Avengers, it was it was Square Enix, but it was also um, by what was it? Um, I can't remember. I know Crystal Mark, Dynamics. Yeah, it was yeah, Crystal Dynamics, Dynamics um, where the Guardians of the Galaxy one is Havoc. Um, and I have a lot more. They're both um, – you know they're both Square Enix and they're both um, Eidos Montreal, but it's it's Havoc versus um, the Crystal Dynamics. It's 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 a big difference. There's different people working on these games, so it's just because you weren't happy with Avengers has nothing to do with this game. You know what I mean? Honestly, um, they're, they're completely Galaxy different. Looks like, it looks like uh, Marvel specifically guardians of the galaxy themed final fantasy 15 and how the combat looked like it played out exactly and i i i I thought it looked pretty good i I enjoyed it so i have really good hopes for it i will let you know um i've got that elgato now i could throw up a stream in discord even um i could do it like before after legend of dragoon stuff i could stream some uh guardians to let you see what it's like well, I don't. If I'm gonna play it, I don't want to see it. I just want to know about it. Like oh. I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. I've heard many more middling things. But I find hmm. like I'll enjoy a lot more stuff that gets middling reviews from anywhere yeah. than stuff that's at the top end and stuff that's on the bottom end. So, well, I will give it a full review on our next podcast. Then that is. Uh, are you planning on beating it in a week? By full review, I mean like full review of my opinion, not of the whole game. Okay. I mean, okay. I'll, I mean, I'll play it for a couple of hours and give you like my fully fleshed out feelings on it. Like, uh, <laughs> or are you just not planning on having a podcast for like three weeks while you finish beating it? <laughs> One of the two. That <laughs> depends. I mean, if it's good enough. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Come check us out on our Discord page. Or sorry, our Discord channel here in Dark Feather Gaming. And have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. Good night. Johnny.